evening everyone. Just a few brief words from me tonight. Um, just following on from um, something that Alfie quoted in the last Zen chat from Chogram Trumpa, if I can read it to you again as a beginning point. At the beginning, the technique, that's meditation, may be somewhat fascinating, but it quickly becomes boring. You get tired of sitting and breathing, doing nothing again and again and again. You may feel awkward, like a fool. Um, it is so uh, uncertain. You might resent getting yourself into this situation. You might also uh, resent the people who encouraged you to do this. <laughs> Maybe I have a lot of anger directed at me for bringing people into meditation over the years. Um, but the main thing I want to just focus on here and all of us to focus on is the, the, the experience that I think that we all have had or do have to one degree or not around the resistance to meditation practice. And I think two, two key words that um, come up in my mind about it is boredom and irritability. Now, I would imagine um, that everyone, to some degree in their meditation practice, has sat down and thought, this is really boring, or it's kind of, if not mild, you know, maybe mildly irritating, or really irritating, uh -huh. some, some degree of it. And what is going on there? Mm -hmm. How's a way of understanding this? Because um, as we've spoken on, on previous occasions, there can be a honeymoon period with meditation, um, but then so many people <coughs> drop out. And one way of understanding why people drop out is that at some time after the newness wears out, there's boredom and irritability. Mm -hmm. There's just better things to do than just sitting here, following the breath, breath after breath. You know, so many, you know, more important things I could be doing, or more exciting things I could be doing. And then people find ways not not to practice. Um, and one way of understanding um, boredom and irritation so that you can work with it, is to me, if I, if I look at my own experience around those things when I rise, and I try to make sense of what they are, then to me, I think what they are is that they're symptoms of grasping and aversion and apathy. That's what they are. Mm -hmm. They're my words now, if you haven't used them before, which is sort of a more contemporary version of greed, hatred and ignorance. But grasping aversion and apathy. Because um, irritation is a kind of uh, grasping at something. Right? It's like what's behind it, if you look at it, is that I'm not getting what I want. You know, it may be a vague thing that you can't really pin down, but I'm not getting what I want. And there's a, and there's a sense of grasping and aversion in it at the same time. Mm -hmm. So that, that's one thing that plays itself out. And I think that's irritation is really just a a symptom of that. And then with boredom, boredom seems like it's more like a, a symptom of apathy. It's like, so our, when you think of it, our mind is either overactive, you know, and it's running away with things, like monkey mind, or it's just really dull, 
Mm -hmm. And we can experience both of those things in the, we probably all have in the process of meditation at some time. But if, if you come across those experiences, they're either a gateway into deeper practice and you open the gate and you go through them, or they're a gate that shuts you out from practice um, because you don't understand what those symptoms really are of and then you think, oh, this doesn't work, or I'm not very good at it, or um, there's other diversions that we want to make in our life. And anyone who's sat for long enough and understands that boredom and irritation are just sort of uh, 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 experiences that the mind throws up because it's not settled in itself, then, then you stay with it. You, you see the irritation, you see the boredom, and then you just understand it and you stay with those experiences. And if we stay with them long enough, um, they do start to dissolve. They might come up from time to time. But what is actually occurring is that we're, we're beginning, each time we meditate and we just follow breath after breath after breath, is that we just gradually start to be able to settle into this place which is very simple, you know, it's very ordinary. You know, we probably all have the experience like I do, is you, you sit there and all that's happening is that you, you're in your body and you're conscious and there's a, there's a sense of being connected to the present moment around you through your, through your sight and your hearing and, and, and touch and so on. It's all kind of, it's all kind of just one piece there, right? And you're just, you're just in there, in that experience. And there's nothing going on. There's nothing remarkable going on. It's just, it's just very, very simple. And it, that seems to be, to settle into that place of simplicity and quietness seems just to be one of the most difficult things that human beings attempt to do. Mm -hmm. um, but if you, if you just stay with it over again, over and over again, you do eventually just settle into that place, you know. And as we have spoken about many different times before, it's an embodied experience, right? That's that's the nature of it. You feel like you've dropped into what your experience is, and then the irritation and the boredom fall away, and there's just a kind of contentment which is there. Some people are lucky enough to experience a lot of bliss. In meditation, I'm not one of those people. I've occasionally had blissful experiences, and good luck to you if you do. Um, uh, wonderful, but um, my, my experience, as it's deepened over the years, is not so much that I feel blissful, but I feel more content. You know, and and as you deepen into the practice, then content is really, in contrast, to dissatisfaction. At the centre of our experience, it's like, as many times as we hear it, it's, we just can't stay in the present moment when we're, when we're driven by grasping and aversion and apathy. As much as we think we should, it's just, what's the next thing that's going to happen? And what's the next thing? And what's the next thing? And what's the next thing? It's hard to just settle into the moment as it is. Mm -hmm. And then when we do, when there's no more grasping and aversion, no more irritation, no more, no more boredom, 
um, then the moment seems to come alive a lot more. So in a sense, boredom only occurs when you're half involved with something. If you, if you reflect on it, if you're fully involved in anything, washing the dishes, putting out the garbage, whatever it might be, cleaning up the house, if you're fully involved in it, there's no room for boredom. The boredom only comes because there's a kind of a half-hearted investment in the experience itself. So it's all very simple. Mm-hmm. But please, the main point I'm making is that irritation and boredom are... The, the, the first point I want to make is that it's a normal experience in meditation to have that. We all have gone through that or still do. And, and please just see them as gates to go through, you know, rather than gates that block you from experience. Just energy at the end of the day. Yeah, and, and then if you see it in that way, it'll come up and you just keep sitting rather than they come up and you get off and do something and start surfing the net or texting someone or whatever it is we might do. But um, eventually what we do with practice is that we just come back to a very, very basic experience of simplicity with each moment.